This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network, the least topical podcast on the internet. Today's topic was mesh shorts. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. And I am Adam Lustig. And it is episode 257. Yes, sir. And you guys hear from us when the episodes are occurring, when we hit record on our devices. Yep. But Adam and I also talk and also get outside correspondence we throughout do. the week. We do. Plenty. Plenty if we're we lucky. Yeah, If we're lucky, and if you can hear my voice, if you can kind of intuit that this is leading somewhere. Yes. Um, Adam and I, after 255 episodes, yes. got potentially the email. Yeah, there was a knock on our digital door. <coughs> knock, 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 knock. Digital knock, digital knock, digital knock. We said, digital, who is it? And they said, digital, who is it? <laughs> And they said, well, digitally, it's the music industry. You've been using plenty of music against our mm. wishes and without our legal consent. Yeah, and, little uh, no joke, got a knock on the door. Yes. And folks, we might not be allowed to play music anymore. And this is funny because I think, I don't know if I told you this on the pod, but maybe off the pod, but um, a mutual friend of ours, Jesse Summer, who is one of my oldest friends and who is a uh, devoted listener to the podcast, just out of seemingly out of nowhere a couple weeks ago, texted me and was like, hey, how do you guys, how are you guys able to play all this music? Like, mm. in the on the podcast? Like, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, do you get the rights? Like, how does that work? Granted, yeah. Jesse's a lawyer and a very smart person, so just he was sort of like, you know, has a passing interest in this. And he was but like, I would how- argue that you don't have to be a lawyer to also have an eyebrow <laughs> raised. And yeah, like, right. how are you allowed to do it and no one else's? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my response to him was basically like, oh, no, we don't ask for the rights. It's more of a um, better to um, ask forgiveness than permission kind of philosophy um and that that was a really about as far as i took it with with jesse i was like yeah we just sort of don't worry about it sure (laughs) we just kind of don't worry about it yeah so the way that this podcast started for new listeners is that we were playing our songs in the act breaks songs that we created and we owned we never thought we were going to get into a licensing snafu with the big dogs and the big wigs of the music industry dogs and wigs big across the board yeah. Giant dogs and giant wigs came knocking <laughs> yeah. on our digital doors. Yes. And beginning today, I don't know. I don't feel – it feels disrespectful to play a licensed song in the act break. Yeah, yeah. It, it does It feels see- like we're flying in the face of a request <laughs> that ultimately we have to acknowledge we were wrong. We beg thine forgiveness, music we, Oh, we absolutely beg thine forgiveness. And I just want to sort of back it up just a little bit. Maybe this is an back it up. Beep, I want to beep, back beep. it up. Beep, beep, beep. Let me back it mm-hmm. up. Make sure mm-hmm. no one's behind me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, this is not the first time – and again, I, I'm confident that we may have sort of relayed this anecdote on the podcast before. But uh, when we were in the Harvard Sailing Team, our sketch comedy group, um, Billy, you also were at the razor's edge of a legal phone call, a, a knock on uh, on, well, not the digital door, but you were uh, you received a phone call from Harvard University's attorney, uh, yeah, telling you <laughs> that telling you, Billy, you, Billy, Billy. specifically, Billy, pre seven a.m. folks, yeah. Harvard University's lawyer called me when the clock had a six on it. Brutal, brutal. Yeah. Tough. Hey, that's Tough. why it's Harvard, I guess, huh? 
like, caught me off guard. <laughs> said, hey, I'm the lawyer for Harvard University. You, are you the Harvard sailing team? I said, I mean, I'm kind of the Harvard sailing team. And he said, you got to stop it. Yep. <laughs> you got to stop it. You got to stop it. Um, now, Adam, I wish that that was the only time where uh, the bigwigs whose names we stole and licensing we've stole yes. came after us. But, but then there was another instance. Yes. Do you remember which one this is? There's um, two more that come to mind. Please freshen up my memory. Well, we moved to Los Angeles, and we decided to start a comedy show called oh, oh, of Cindy course. Crawford. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. Right, we obviously. started a stand-up comedy show where friends would come by once a month, and we <laughs> named it Cindy Crawford. And wouldn't you know it, Adam, Cindy Crawford's lawyer. <laughs> Oh, and again, that also was like after about a year. It's just like it's funny just yep. to see how long you could get away yep. with this stuff for, yep. and like get, receiving that cease and desist letter fr- a letter from Sidney Crawford's lawyer. It was, of course, disappointing on one level because it was like, oh, we have to change the name of our show. Which side yeah. note, we did change it to Sandy Crawford. But all also, you, all <laughs> yeah. you, yes. you, you, you prick. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Doing that. Yes. Such a prick. I know. Really kind of like defiant and annoying and nobody wins there. Um, yes. But, uh, but, but also it is a, a certain degree of – there is a bit of a, like sort of sick pride where it's like, okay, we're on Cindy Crawford's lawyer's radar. We made it. Yes. Yes. So There is – that is a fact. Yes. Adam, we had one more. We had one more. Okay. And you got to stop doing that. Okay. And this time it wasn't from the lawyer. It was from the artist themselves. Let's hear it. So you and I created a group called Snakes. Yes. Luckily, the word snakes is not copywritten that and is owned public by domain. Snakes. That is lowercase s snakes. Mm-hmm. Snakes do not own the word snakes. We were allowed <laughs> to use the word snakes. Thank, However, thank goodness. However, we made an album where we remixed a bunch of television theme songs. Oh, right. Wouldn't you know it? We did a song from Carmen San Diego called Where in the World is Snakes? Right. Off of the song, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yes. And Adam Rockapella <laughs> came knockapella-ing on our digital doors. <laughs> they knocked. They said, rock, rock, rock. We said, Appella. They said, that's correct. Now give us our song back. Give us our song back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we I forgot th- about that. So, yeah, this is so – I mean, turns out this is not our first rodeo with copyright yeah. with copyright theft issues. Yes. Now, we are laughing now, but we are not laughing. We are, we are taking it seriously. Definitely. So if you're listening, lawyers, this is not a we're laughing at you. We're laughing with you. We're laughing. We're moment. all laughing together moment. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Digital lawyers, we are laughing with you. <laughs> but here is the real question, Adam. Do I have to go back into all of our 255 previous episodes and start yanking out the music? And if I do, so be it. But, Adam, people are going to be listening to this podcast years from now, and we're going to be talking about, I don't know, Foxy Brown. And then we're going to go into this blank segment and then come back and say that was Foxy Brown. Is that off-putting? I think think maybe we can replace it with – I mean I think that there's – uh, this is this is to the no joke listeners. Um, Billy and I are kind of brainstorming this for the first time here. So like we yeah. decided that we yep. were going to kind of discuss this head on the podcast. Um, so uh, we this is this is a conversation happening in real time. Uh, yes. But, yeah. What do we do exactly? So yeah, if we say we're teeing up Foxy Brown and then it's just vacant blank space, that is yeah. a little disconcerting. Maybe it's, it's okay. I it's think okay. you're just gonna have to. I think you'll probably have to get to episode two fifty seven where the big reveal occurs. Yeah. So if you're starting at one, 
if you're starting at one, you're going to be confused. But yes. if you make it to 257, you'll say, oh, now I get it. Yes. And mm-hmm. then, and it, so, yeah, exactly. So this would be the big reveal. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not too spooked by that. Yeah. I think that there's a reality where the no joke nation would sort of understand. And like you said, once they get to this huge reveal, Christopher Nolan-esque reveal of an episode, mm-hmm. they'll finally be able the to. the whole time. It was me the whole time. It was lawyers the whole time. Digital lawyers, digital knock-knocks, exactly. digital doors episode 257 so that's the past adam but we also have to consider what's going in the act breaks next episode where do we go from here what happens now what happens Mm -hmm. next yes Uh, so yes you have i believe in front of you or somewhere nearby a list, Adam, yeah. that might be able to help solve some of our problems. Well, I did a quick Google, and I said, how old does a song have to be to be public domain? And the answer I mm-hmm. received was 75 years. Um, sure. So uh, I do have, just for our reference, if you want to use it today, the top 50, the top top of the pops, the top pop charts from the calendar mm-hmm. years 1922 and 1923. So okay. that is the sort of freshest public domain tunes that we have access to. There's the entire back catalog of music uh, prior to that, of course, all classical music, all 19th century music, all mm-hmm. first two decades of the 20th century music. So we have mm-hmm. that at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. We, of course, mm-hmm. have the Snakes Library, which we've exhausted two or three times over already on the oh, podcast. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, but again, we also have original music that I guess that we could crowdsource from Vine Nation as one option, mm, um, mm. <clears throat> which is, you know, we've played a lot of Caleb Farley's music on the podcast before, but we have original tunes that we could ask our listeners to make, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What about this? What about this, Adam? Yes, Bill. W- what if we just do animal sounds? What oh, episode? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Just a quick moo. Yeah. A quick moo, and we're back. Just not a even quick... a, not even a chorus of moves. You just mean like one individual moo mm-hmm. to sort mm-hmm. of <laughs> one oink oink, Absol- one gobble gobble, one cockadoodle do. Animal sounds, animal mm-hmm. sounds to just kind of cleanse the palate. Where we had been using kind of three to four minute pop songs to sort of mm-hmm. give the listeners a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a mental reset before we dive into the, the next act. You're saying mm-hmm. maybe just a four, even a two to four second animal, a, a sheep's bleeding. And then yes. we come oh, back, <laughs> and then and then we are when we're we're diving right back into the topic. Yeah, I think that that can work. It's at least worth a try. Why not? I mean, we I think we're going to be workshopping for the next yeah. couple of weeks. So I think that we're just going to have to fa- fail publicly exactly. and throw some caution to the wind, and maybe some oinks to the act breaks. I I think that's okay for now. Yeah. As this is a living document, as we together as a no joke family and community mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. out what the best course, what the best path forward is mm-hmm. vis a vis act break entertainment. I think that right. uh, we can certainly throw some spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. I'm all for yep. animal sounds. Why not? We love animals here on the No Joke Podcast, and we love their sounds. We do love animals. We do love their sounds. Maybe next week it's sounds of traffic. Maybe the week after that it's sounds from the big game. Yeah, the big one. The big game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where the crowd cheers because the big point was scored. Yes, exactly. Um, Yeah, so there's there's all audio prior to 1923. If we want to throw Mm -hmm. a famous historical speech Mm -hmm. in there, so be it. Um, There's Mm -hmm. a lot of options. It's almost like the world is now our oyster, but that oyster doesn't have any licensed music inside of it. Yes. Sort of that. We are we are a royalty-free oyster moving forward. <laughs> That's exactly right. We are fully a royalty-free oyster moving forward. Well said. Well said, Bill. Right. Yeah. So this is where I would 
uh, say, Adam, we should play a song by Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> exactly. In the act break. Exactly. But we can't do that. We can't do that now. <laughs> That's right. We can't do that. <laughs> we can't do that now. So nor, we're learning on the fly. Nor, to the best of my knowledge, do oysters really make sounds. So right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're probably only getting like a glug glug when a little <laughs> bubble sneaks out. Bingo, Abigailia. So I was saying, so here's the thing, Adam. I was saying that we have to think on the fly. Yes. Do we also listen to the fly? Oh, oh you mean a buzz buzz from our favorite insect? A, a little buzz buzz. Yes. Call it a five to ten second buzz buzz. Maybe with that buzz. Absolutely. We're going to figure <laughs> this out together. <laughs> Okie dokie. Okie dokie. So I should get this out before the act break. Uh, we're talking mesh shorts today. <laughs> And we'll get there eventually. Obviously, huge legal woes. But first, we get into the fly. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was the sound of a fly buzzing for a few seconds. (laughs) This is bad. (laughs) It's getting bad, dude. Uh, you that like, was the recording artist when... public domain, and the track was fly buzzing sound. Yeah, that was the artist fly with the track sound of fly. <laughs> exactly. Like you know when things are getting worse around you, but like you're so conditioned to them that you don't actually see until someone like shows up at the, your house one day, and they're like, "Dude, have you like not vacuumed in a year? Yes, you need to take a shower." Yes. That's this. If we if we step outside exactly, <laughs> if we step outside of this podcast for a second, Adam, and we were to examine this podcast, we are aiming to talk about mesh shorts. Haven't gotten there yet. Yes. And the act break was the sound of a fly. <laughs> <laughs> we are not growing. We're not expanding. We should be doing live shows. We should be charging for things. We don't have merch. No, we don't what have any we of that have done. We, no. <laughs> None. <laughs> what we do provide the listeners <laughs> is talking about our legal woes and playing five seconds of fly. <laughs> I don't know if we need to vacuum the No Joke podcast, give it a shower. Give something's a going. Something. Something's been going wildly wrong. You know what, Billy? Maybe this is actually. Maybe we can. And I don't mm. mean to be Pollyanna optimist here, but maybe this is actually uh, within. Maybe this is an opportunity. To, presenting as a legal woe because we have been yes. looking because yes. because we have been looking for for a reason or for a kind of an outside influence to sort of let us mm-hmm. know when it's going to be time to descend the no joke ladder and start counting Benjamin Button style backwards You're right. back to episode 1 and maybe You're right. maybe this is exactly the kick in the tuchus that we wow. kind of needed to kind of mm-hmm. be like okay episodes 1 through 256 were all laden with pop music full of your favorite pop hits from the Mm -hmm. 70s 80s 90s and today and today and today but maybe from 257 on down now we start going backwards and it'll be a sort of a clue to the listener that once those episode uh, numbers start going down that's when you know that they lost all their music rights right Uh, (laughs) now we're strictly business art is dead this is is just for the moolah yeah yeah, all we care about is the numbers. <laughs> yeah. All we care about is the numbers. That's right. Art is dead. Yes. Um, we'll continue to figure this out, but uh, as a reminder, that was the sound of a fly. <laughs> uh, but yes, a sound of a fly buzzing for just a few seconds. Uh, now, Billy- one other unexpected thing, Adam. Yes. Excuse me. No, please. Um, 
songs would usually take about six minutes of the podcast's time. And our podcast would usually round out to about 48 minutes That's right. or so. That's right. So now, so we'd be talking for about 42 minutes or so. Yep, yep. The question is, do we have to talk more or are now the podcast going to be shorter because we're featuring fly sounds? Fly sounds instead of full songs. Well, I mean, again, mm-hmm. I think this is one of the things that we are going to be exp- have to learn. Have to learn on the, have no pun learn. intended, on the fly. We're going to have, yeah, we're going to have to kind of see how it goes. I think this is very much a guinea pig episode of this, mm-hmm. ro- of this new royalty free oyster. So, what sound does the guinea pig make? <laughs> I want to say, that would wow. be my, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I mean, do we get a full- gross and good? Do we? <laughs> I mean, gross and good is my is my review of your guinea pig sound. That was gross and that was good. Do we get a foley artist on board uh, that can sort of create mm. some some original mm. sounds for us? Do we? Do we? I think we already have one. If we heard your yes, I mean yes. you are you were the groundhog. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I sort of inhabited it. Um, but okay. anyway, the, like like we said, the world is our oyster uh, auditorily, except that that oyster does not have any Beyonce or the Foo Fighters within it. Um, so we That's can't right. use any of that music anymore. Um, yeah. But we'll figure music it out. Music is Bill. dead. Music is dead. Music- Art is dead. Yeah. Okay. This is all about the commerce. Billy, I did want to circle back on uh, uh, another update that we have. A uh, couple episodes, we talked about ice. Uh, I'm sorry, last episode, we, we talked about ice. Uh, yeah. And um, well, I'm sorry. Let me let me back up. Two episodes talked about toothpaste. We got some notes from our uh, listener and friend Nick Bernstein, uh, yeah. who had some, uh, frankly, uh, criticisms about the texture the texture of the crumbly graham cracker crust of your cheesecake toothpaste. He also had some thoughts about our ice uh, ice episode, and and I just want to share them. Uh, I hope you know with Nick's sort of implied consent here. I do want to uh, share this text that we got from Nick. If that's okay, it's okay. <clears throat> just a few thoughts. It says one. Love the Yolanda Vega idea, which okay, is – more when, popular. I, I gave you gruff. I gave, I gave me gruff, gruff. But, but you know what? I gave myself gruff. It sounded like kind of an outrageous idea, but, but I'm glad that it's sort of resonating with, with folks. Uh, and mm-hmm. this was ice, the sort of ice cube lotto machine where different shaped and sized ice cubes are within one of those lottery spinning ball type things. Mm-hmm. And then someone spins it and then kind of you get the ice cube that you get. And the, the right. fun of that is sort of the randomness and, ooh, which ice cube am I going to be randomly assigned? Anyway, so he likes that. He said – Two, pretty sure that Billy's ice idea is putting acid in ice cubes, and that's how you hear the music. Definitely mm-hmm. think if you pivoted to Pop Rocks now with Pop Rock, you've got something. So that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, what I'm also hearing is consider acid in your ice cubes. Yeah, I think that's maybe even Nick's sort of backdoor pitch for yeah. the ice is like maybe just lace it with LSD or whatever. That's Which, good because I think that one segment that we didn't really consider in the ice episode, a demographic segment, is the addicts. Yeah, drug it. Drug the ice. Dose it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put okay. drugs in there. Yeah. So good idea, Nick. We will try and get more drugs in ice. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then number three, he says, I applaud the pivot to graham cracker sparkles. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's— Do you want to remind the listeners what that means? Yeah, because Billy's original pitch for the che- for the teeth cakes, his cheesecake-flavored ice cream— uh, uh, toothpaste, I'm sorry, uh, was that it would be essentially a cheesecake with three layers, uh, and the bottom layer would be a full graham cracker crust, and you'd be brushing mm-hmm. your teeth with a graham cracker crust. Uh, based yes. on Nick's pushback, we thought, okay, maybe we decrustify—maybe it's not the full layer of crust, and it's more just, spark- like, wi- as you say, whispers of crust spar- sprinkled yeah. and embedded throughout the paste. So— a little yeah. more subtle, not, not not like just like a chunk of crust. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we sort of, so that's what he's saying. He says, I applaud the pivot to graham cracker sparkles, but I think it's a very tough sell, uh, very tough to sell something that is promoting cleaning by selling a product that includes crust. However, mm. maybe you pivot again and pitch cheesecake as a gum flavor, even with graham cracker mm. dust. Different. I have had I've had a very bad track record pitching gum flavors. My prosciutto chewing oh, gum right. has had me laughed out of every <laughs> office building I grew <laughs> Yeah. I can't pivot into the cheesecake chewing gum lane right now, Nick. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Sorry. I. But we, but Nick, thank you so much for the constructive criticism, for the thoughtful notes. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. Um, mm-hmm. And we will absolutely take that under advisement. But like Billy said, he's been laughed out of literally every room in the in the in the city. Uh, every yeah. every chewing gum pitch room in the city. Believe me, we've been, been there. Re- laughed out of they it. They la- literally laugh. Laugh. They're laughing. Yeah. They, like, belly laughs. Yeah. They're yeah. All laughing. I open up the door and it's just cascading waves of laughter in pouring out the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a small rain cloud over me. It's just pouring over me yep. and me alone. Yep. It's a nightmare. It's yeah. a nightmare. I failed. I failed miserably on that. So front. we don't want to walk. My two th- questions. Yes. My two questions for the Discord community yeah. this week. Yeah. One. One. I'd like you to tell us how we should be filling in these hack bricks because right now our first attempt was the sound of a fly. All right. <laughs> so how should we be filling in these hack bricks? Because Lord knows Marty's not doing it with Alex. <laughs> the second thing I want to know is, did you know who Yolanda Vega was? Yeah, good cue. said it last week. Take- is it yes, Yolanda Vega or no, Yolanda Vega? <laughs> yeah, yes. Please let us in know. In the Discord. Yeah. On Twitter, you can even email us. It doesn't have to be anything more than the word yes, Londa, or no, Londa. <laughs> that would be uh, a hugely informative to us because, yeah, I kind of threw the Yolanda Vega reference out there assuming that everyone was me. So that was mm-hmm. a big mistake. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, good to kind of take, a te- take y'all's temperature on that. Yes, Londa Vega, yeah. or no, Londa. Thank you, Billy, for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're two-thirds of the way into this podcast. We should probably try and... Just touch on mesh shorts before the second act break where we inevitably play like the sound of a chipmunk chewing a nut. I don't know. <laughs> or, or the sound of mesh gently rubbing back and forth. Yeah. Yikes. Jeez. Um, okay. Mesh shorts. Mesh. Lusto, you wear in mesh shorts uh, plus or minus four times a week? Uh, at this point in my life, minus. Um, mm. I, at this point. You're not sleeping in mesh. I sleep in boxers. I sleep in boxer shorts. Um, mm-hmm. There was a point in my life I feel like uh, – I mean mesh shorts to the kind of amateur basketball player uh, that you and I both are, they mean a lot. Mm-hmm. Mesh shorts mean a lot. They hold a lot of yeah, – they, they carry a lot of weight. They're not just like a – I mean we've talked about the East Bay catalog at nauseum on this podcast. But mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. cool mesh basketball shorts were something to be coveted and acquired and saved up to get. At the Foot Locker, yes, at your definitely at your Dick Sporting Goods, like I was yes. coveting those North Carolina basketball shorts, coveting those Syracuse sure. basketball shorts, coveting the Duke basketball shorts. So, so the mesh short plays uh, is has you know has, has I have a real soft spot in my heart for mesh shorts. So it's not just like a casual wear whatever. It's it it holds a lot of import for the basketball player. So what changed? If you're saying that you're sub three a week, are you not? You're just not lounging in them. They're I, specifically for active wear. I mean, I have a couple shorts that, yeah, when I go out for a jog, I'll wear the mesh shorts then. They have been mm-hmm. relegated. I, I don't know for better or worse. Haven't been playing basketball a lot this past year. Obviously, no one has with friends, of course. So I haven't, you know, had the excuse to sort of dust them off for their intended use. Um, but I wear them when I jog. They're for exercise. 
they're for exercise right now in my life at this mm. point. Um, mm-hmm. But I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love them with all my heart and all my soul. Uh, I so just, end of the day, yeah. end of the day, uh, let's say you come home from a day of work or you come home from a day of whatever or yes. a fig goes to sleep. Yes. Okay. And you're going to finally be able to change out of the clothes that you wore for the day. Yes. You're not putting on a pair of basketball shorts to wrap it up. So occasionally I will. I will uh, mm. every every so often, but but mainly recently, and I don't even know why, uh, I've just been sort of sticking in my pants until bed itself, until I like wow. take a shower. I don't know what's the gotten into me, Bill. The full pants commitment. I like that. The full uh, pants commitment. I am I am very much the opposite these days. I am athleisure. Athleisure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So my you're, sweatpants, yes. my sweatpants – uh, like wearing count has gone through the roof. Like yeah, is, you and millions yeah. of others, I think. So walk me through your, di- especially in this quarantine life. What is your kind of like? Walk me that you're below, like you're below the waist clothing. Kind of give me yeah. the hour. Your TikTok of what in the morning you're waking so, up and that's basketball shorts. Yeah, so I'm training people online. Right. I'm, I'm, and that's Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning. Right. So uh, that's a that's a short guarantee. Yeah. That is a mesh short guarantee. Yes. So three out of the five days of the work week are already covered. I would say at minimum one of the two evenings I'm wearing mesh shorts as well, if yep. not pajama pants. Yep. Um, and then throughout the week, it is a steady stream of because I do have one pair of mesh shorts with pockets and watch out because now you have a lot of freedom. A lot of freedom. You can put things. Mm-hmm, that might be my weekend warrior. So I'm pretty mesh. I'm pretty mesh. Um, tell me what your go-to mesh short is. Like, I know that you have a few pair, and I just because I know you very well, I think that I'm f- somewhat familiar with your mesh collection. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you would, nice. <laughs> but if you wanted to, uh, uh, sure. Do you have a favorite at that you are sort of favoring at the moment? So I played rugby in college. I still have the mesh shorts that they gave us awesome. for practices. Awesome. Still have those for practices, and they have that wear and tear. Awesome. They have that, like, you know, these have been worn, and these are comfortable. Yep. These are the perfect old wear and tear shorts. Yes. Got those. Then I also have the Lisas, the women's basketball yeah. team that I coach. Purple. Nice purple they have, ones. They, they have team shorts. Definitely copped a pair of those. Hell yeah. Um, then UTK, friend of the HeadGum Network and friend of ours, yes. once gifted me. He got a gift package from Adidas, and he gave me the shorts from the All-Star Game that was in Toronto. Oh, right. Are they red or white? They're red. Yeah. They're red, but they're also tremendous. They're tremendous. And those are mm-hmm. mesh, or those are like fancy mesh? Like heavy are those, mesh. Those are heavy. That, like heavy, yeah. heavy style. You know that heavy style where it's like, this is almost too heavy. Exactly. Well, this is this is a distinction that I actually wanted to draw here because okay. looking through the East Bay catalogs, being a 12-year-old mm-hmm. coveting these basketball shorts, these Carolina shorts, these Syracuse shorts, these Nike mesh that cost like mm-hmm. 55, 60 bucks that I would like save mm-hmm. my allowance to get, these mm-hmm. were all in the heavy mesh category. Like the, with the thick waistband with the school logo yes. on it, like yes. nice. Yes. Nice and yes. had some heft to it. The thick drawstring, it, they seemed mm-hmm. sturdy, indestructible. So I, of course, went through a phase where, like, I wanted those shorts so badly. But here, here is the paradox. Actually playing basketball, actually yeah, playing different. the game in them, mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. actually more inclined to wear my cheaper champion thin mesh Cheap. You want to be, yeah. You want to be free. Yeah, you exactly. Want to be free. Exactly. You want to fly with the wind. Exactly. Because those heavy mesh, they do tend to weigh you down a little bit because they are so nice. So right. I think that, like that, like you know, um, 
they, they are they're, they're beautiful they present as luxurious they present as professional and they're very mm-hmm. they're glorious and they have their own glory but if I'm getting down and dirty and trying to grab 10 rebounds and box my defender out I think I want my chintzy champion shorts that's the difference wow I, you know okay. what I mean so that's the paradox good distinction yeah good distinction yeah <laughs> um, we'll leave that as the cliffhanger We'll go into our oh, second no. act break. Oh, no. Oh, no. We'll get into our second act break because I really just want to see where this goes. Okay. Um. So, look. <laughs> we're thinking on the fly. Already played the sound of a fly. You were just talking about basketball. Yes. We could play the sounds of squeaky shoes and some dribble dribble. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just ambient basketball sounds. Yeah. We could. We would be deviating from the animal theme that we also just shot from the hip and yes. came up with out of nowhere. Yes. So, now, Billy, I know, the sound of a buffalo, it's really up to you. Now, let me ask you this, and this is, again, we don't need to answer this right now, and I'm just brainstorming okay. here. Uh, okay. We were talking about our dear friend UTK, who is himself mm. a musician with many albums yeah. that he has. Yeah. It's yes. like, if we were going to play one of Ukarsh's songs, do we need to reach out to him, our pal, and get his kid permission. Like these are the gray I areas. Like we got of... the UTK. I feel like we have the UTK seal of approval. Okay. I feel like it's pretty. He's he's up there on the chain of command where he doesn't. We wouldn't have to ask him. But I mean, one thing we've learned is that we we create things and then we get in trouble for them down the road. That's that seems right. like uh, that's we're our... like four out of five. We've, <laughs> yeah. we've done the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> So exactly. maybe we play it safe. Don't play any UTK. Okay, cool. Um, should we listen to like a Buffalo Stampede? I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just right. to provide a little auditory uh, variety from the buzzing fly from the first act break, something a little heavier, something a little more mammalian, like a Buffalo Stampede yeah. would be nice. Okay, great. So this is a Buffalo Stampede. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back with the No Joke Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. We are talking about mesh shorts, and that was the sound of a buffalo stampede. It's getting bad out here. We need to vacuum this podcast. We need to give this podcast a shower. This thing is, it's literally bare, bare bones. Oh my God. Here's the thing, Adam. Yeah. Now, we haven't haven't inserted that buffalo stampede sound into that slot yet. We're still recording the podcast. This is happening right now. No. But here's the thing. Yes. We used to have a nice little foolproof plan where if we were wrong about a song or we would play Banana Phone. But now... Got news for you, Ad. But now... (laughs) Got news for you. Oh, no. There's no Banana Phone insurance. We we stopped paying Banana Phone insurance. So you, Discord, Nick Bernstein, who's ever listening, we're going to need to have a backup plan. What is the sound? Because it can't be a song. That will play. Is it? Is it one of those uh, sliding? What is it? A slide whistle? Slide whistle. We literally need a contingency, contingency song. Mm-hmm. We le- we need a backup to our backup song. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. This is stressful. Now I'm stressed. We're stressed, man. Look, podcasting. Like pod. Other podcasts will tell you that this is all carefree, fun and games. Yeah. Like no. stress liars. free liars. liars. This yeah. podcasting is stressful. It is legally complicated. Yes. Uh, it, yes. <laughs> you are thinking about buffalo sounds and fly sounds more than you'd mm-hmm. like to admit. So yes. this is the yes. plight of the podcaster. We are victims. Yes. We are the downtrodden. We are victims. Yeah. We are victims. <laughs> We are the downtrodden. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. We are victims. We are the downtrodden. We are podcasters. Exactly. Exactly. So I just want to sort of make that clear and known to everyone that this is incredibly hard work that is insanely stressful. And um, and we're stressing out about it right now. I'm, yeah. I'm, you, can, you can hear it in our voices. We're stressed. This yeah, is tough. Yeah, this is tough. But thank you for sticking yeah. with us, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a Buffalo Stampede. Yeah. And if it wasn't, we really don't know what the contingency plan <laughs> that you heard sounded like. <laughs> you'll TDD. know before you'll know before us. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> what a mess. What well, a mess. anyway, it's the third act of the No Joke Podcast. We have a Gmail. If you have any sort of suggestions for how to keep this uh, ship floating, it's uh, nojokepod at gmail.com. Hey, Bill. You can follow us on Twitter, nojokepod at gmail.com. What's up, Ed? I was going to ask you, how do you think Sean Connery would say, what a mess? Wow. Hold he on. might say, <laughs> he might say, <laughs> what a mesh, which would be perfect for our topic today. Um, so, wow. Up- okay, folks. <laughs> I was going through the spiel. You've heard it before, where I go Twitter, Gmail, and Discord. And Adam couldn't wait so badly. <laughs> That he literally said from the from the back of the theater. Yeah. Hey Bill. Bill. Hey I, Bill. <laughs> hey Bill. No time for what you're talking about. I've got this joke. Yeah. That can't, can't. Can't wait. wait. It absolutely cannot wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Adam, one more time for the people in the back. How would Sean Connery uh, say "What a mess"? He might say "What a mesh." <laughs> which would be. <laughs> which it's incredibly on brand for today's episode. Thank you, Sir Sean. So, that uh, is that is really <laughs> great, and I'm really glad you shared that. Okay, Adam, great. can I put you on the spot? Can I give you a no joke challenge? Hit me. Can you have? A, can you impersonate Sean Connery singing the chorus to "What a Man"? <laughs> uh, sure, I'll, I can try. Okay. What a man! What a man! What a man! What a mighty good man! He's a mighty, mighty good man. You did great. <laughs> Is that great? You did great. Okay, good. Okay, was I? That wasn't. That you did of... really, really. Oh, great. thanks, Bill. That was just a little. <laughs> that was off the cuff. Um, uh, I, I hope I did you proud. I hope I honored that the was, memory. Okay, that was uh, so good. I fear. That our listeners are going to come in saying all we want in the act breaks is for Adam to do impressions. Uh, well, that's an option. That is fully that's on the a, table. Right. That is uh, that is totally out there. All of my impressions are public domain, and I mm. grant the No Joke Podcast uh, perpetual use uh, to use my impressions in perpetuity forever. So, wow, I don't know if you should have done that. As someone who's <laughs> learned that there's actually you can actually get money for your impressions mm. or for people using your things. Oh, interesting. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Have you have you learned nothing from the first act of this podcast? <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Well, it's the third act of the No Joke podcast. We are running in at 34 minutes. Right now, Adam, we'd be at 40, but we played a stampede and we played a fly sound, so we've got a couple more minutes to burn. That's right. Um, are you gifting? Have you gifted or are you gifting mesh shorts to anybody? And if so, who and what would they be? Okay, mesh shorts. Uh, if I were to gift mesh shorts to anybody, in all honesty, it would probably be you. Um, really? Yeah, like like UTK's thing. If like if I came across if I came across some do- mm-hmm. if I if I if shopping is allowed ever again and like stores mm-hmm. are open and the world is real and I mm-hmm. could go to a store and I like if I cross like a particularly sick like yes. t- like ninety two Dream Team USA basketball short that maybe is like yes too bad. 
Yeah, like yep. I would mm-hmm. absolutely get that for myself and or you. Maybe you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would just get it, I uh-huh. think. Uh-huh. So those like, are great shorts. Yeah. So like I think that if the right short came along, if I stumbled into a Hofstra mesh short somehow, oh, somewhere, like if it even must, exists, must must, must, must purchase. Must purchase. So right. like I think that it's very like sort of case case specific. But I would say yeah. that I or my brother, if my my brother, if I found like a cool for instance, there was a Syracuse Duke game last night. And they were both yes. like Syracuse is wearing their like throwback Derek Coleman era eighties jerseys, which are yes. sick. And like yes. if I found those shorts, I would absolutely get them for my brother. No it. doubt. Yes. Have to buy. Yeah. So now here's my follow up question. Yeah. Are you buying mesh shirts for anybody? Woo! And if so, what type of shirt for who and why? That's a little bit tougher. I do have one experience of gifting a mesh shirt to a friend. And, Are you uh, kidding me? You had a <laughs> gifting a mesh shirt <laughs> story locked and loaded? <laughs> Didn't realize today was today, but here goes. So uh, my best friend growing up, uh, Dan Siegel, he's been talked about on the podcast before. Love you, Dan. Yes. Uh, he was a big New England Patriots fan. And for his bar mitzvah, so we're talking 1994. 96. You bought um, him a mesh shirt for his 13th birthday? For his bar mitzvah. I specifically got him a Drew Bledsoe, a blue number 11 Drew Bledsoe. A blue Bledsoe. Dr- a blue, blue Bledsoe. Bledsoe. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I got him a blue yeah. Bledsoe. Um, he, when I gave it to I was very excited to give it to him, but also, as has been discussed on this podcast, I frequently misjudge what a gift is supposed to be. So I was mm. very, very excited to give him this uh, Drew Bledsoe jersey because I thought like he likes the Patriots and he'll like this. What's uh, wrong with the blue Bledsoe jersey? He's 13 years old. Nothing, nothing. It just, uh, like, okay. in the moment I gave it to him, and he was like, oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. Oh, like, yeah, great. Uh, like, I don't know if he ever wore it or not, but, like, That's a I, cool gift. I thought it was a pretty cool gift, and I don't mean to put Danny on blast. He probably loved it, I would hope. Uh, but anyway, so I, I— You were you were just expecting a bigger response. I don't know what—in fairness to him, I don't know what I was expecting. For him to be like, mm. a blue Bledsoe? And just uh. right <laughs> I don't know. And then for him to, like— Hang it from his bicycle and and ride it with like waving like a flag. I don't know what I was hoping. But we've for. all been there. We've all been there when we have the gift wrapped and we know yeah. that there's a cool thing inside yeah. and you don't get the response you're looking for. You're like, should I just take it back? <laughs> if you don't I? want it, I could be excited about it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but that that was my one. That was my mesh that was, shirt. That, that is mesh that shirt. is truly a mesh shirt. H- have you ever gifted mesh? Have you ever gifted mesh? <laughs> mm, good question. Have I ever blessed this mesh? Yes, bless this mesh. Bless this mesh. Yeah. Bless this mesh. Mm-hmm. Welcome to welcome to the mesh. That's good. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever blessed somebody with the mesh. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to think. Yeah. I gave our friend CJ Toledano. Oh yeah. I gave him an All Star Game practice jersey that I procured. How did you procure I, I, an All Star practice jersey? That's cool. You just go you just go on eBay or you go oh, to vintage thrift stores, not vintage thrift stores, and you'll usually find on the racks like things that people just don't know how cool they are yeah. when it comes to basketball jerseys. Yes. So I did bless our friend CJ with that mesh. Wonderful. But ultimately I haven't really <laughs> blessed this mesh very often. <laughs> very good. I mean, here's another thing that we have to say about mesh, which is one of the uh, I would say one of the sexier features, the reversibility. The reverse mm, the re- the people reverse People love a reversible anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, color me color me guilty. I, I, I mm-hmm. am one of those people. People love to reverse things. Reverse have it. A second, yep, have a second jacket, a second shirt. Exactly. Um, Home and away, the penny. 
The penny. Exactly, the penny. Um, there's something workmanlike about the about the reversibility. There's something mm-hmm. practical and just mm-hmm. sort of like, like I said, blue collar about something mm-hmm. that is two shirts in one. Two shorts should in everything, one. Here's my question to you, Adam. Should everything we wear, should that be everything be reversible? Uh, are I, we wasting Are we wasting half a pant, the inside leg of the pant on the inside? Should we, should we be zhuzhing them up to, for a, a reversal? I think you are knocking on a major fashion innovation here. Um, Take I, it and run. Take I, it and run. I don't. I, I wouldn't mind if mm-hmm. all of my clothes were two were t- actually two garments. Two clothes. Two exactly. clothes. One shirt. One shirt could very easily always be two shirts. Two if shirts. You turned it inside out, and it was a different shirt. Yeah, exactly. A little harder with buttons. We're gonna need sort of our fashion engineer friends to figure out what the smoothest way to kind of like magnets. I'm sure magnets instead of buttons. I don't okay. know if that actually solves any of your problems, but folks, magnets are the answer. Did you hear that, folks? Magnets. No buttons. Magnets. Magnets are the answer. So um, <laughs> I think that. <laughs> Great. I guess we didn't need to reach out to anybody. The answer we figured it out right here in house. Um, yep. So I would say, yeah, magnets uh, for the button down mm-hmm. reversible shirts. T shirts are naturally reversible, obviously. Pants. Pants. Yeah, the zi- you get you get tied up there with the zipper button zipper snap uh, configuration. But again, magnets mm. maybe minimal 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 hassle say, there. Yeah, minimal hassle. We could work around that. Okay, Two great. magnets. Maybe a second magnet. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Button downs get one magnet. Pants, if it's reversible, get a second magnet. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, um, okay, so that's great. That's I think feel like we got shirts and pants basically covered. Socks, you're dealing with a stinky feet issue. Easy, kind no of. brainer. Oh. Socks feel like a no brainer to me. Okay, great. So you're so you think socks are easily reversible? Two colors. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you got. Yeah. Two, two uh, one pair of socks is actually two pairs of socks. That's great. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Snow great. hats. Beans. Easy, easy. No That's brainer. easy. No brainer at all. Of course, obviously. No brainer. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I would just. This is just food for thought. Just food for thought as we wrap up yeah. this podcast today. Um, make your clothes designers. Let's put it this way, designers. Yeah. If you're listening to us right now, yes. Calvin Klein, Tommy Hilfiger. You know the our big our big Ralph Lauren. Friends. This is our Ralph demo. Loren, exactly. This is the, the demo for our podcast. Yep. Right, Tommy, Ralph, listen. You Tommy and Ralph, please listen. <laughs> It is funny now that you say it like that, that two of the major fashion designers in the world are named <laughs> Tommy, Tommy and Ralph. <laughs> they should own a Philly cheesesteak yeah, stand. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, Tom, Tommy, Ralph, yeah. Tom, Tommy, Ralph, we need you to consider, for the sake of the economy, making every shirt too. Inside out, you know what it's about. Show us what you can do. <laughs> designers, back to your stations and make it work. Yeah. yeah. And that goes for you too, Nike, Reebok, Adidas, and everyone producing reverse it. mesh shorts. Reverse it. Mesh shorts. Yep. Reverse it. Reverse it. We're going to need our mesh shorts reversible. <laughs> Absolutely. So to Tommy and Ralph, the <laughs> fly, the buffaloes, we'd like to thank you all for listening and contributing to Absolutely. This, new, this new style. Yeah. This new style of We're no figuring joke. it out as we go along, and we are learning mm-hmm. and growing together like a family. Learning and growing together. <laughs> learning and growing together. Absolutely. Well, once again, thank you to the fly. Thank you to the buffaloes. Thank you to Adam. Um, <laughs> thank I would you to say, Billy. I would add, yes, thank you to Billy. Yes. Thank you to Adam. Yes. Um, I would say, do you have anything you'd like to pitch or promote, Adam? But I don't know legally if we're allowed to, so let's just let's just hold off on promoting anything at I all. I guess we'll just hold it off. I would just say buffalo and fly preservation because let's keep these animals alive so we have more source yeah. material to work with. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep, yep. <laughs> Let's try to at least leave one fly and one buffalo on this earth for the sake of this podcast. For the sake of our act breaks. Yeah. Yes. We are the victims. <laughs> we are victims. We are the downtrodden. We are podcasters. We are our podcasters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>